siblings argue and siblings fight. Siblings do not always get along. Uh, sisters don't get along with sisters. Brothers don't get along with brothers. And sometimes brothers and sisters don't get along. But in the end, you still like to believe that there's some type of love there for each other. Well, this wasn't necessarily the case with Joseph. Joseph's brothers uh, had a dislike for him. And uh, it had pretty bad consequences, at least in the beginning, for Joseph. Open your Bible to Genesis 37, and let's read. Genesis 37. Jacob lived in the land where his father had stayed, the land of Canaan. This is the account of Jacob. Joseph, a young man of 17, was tending the flocks with his brothers, the sons of Billah and the sons of Zilpah, his father's wives, and he brought their father a bad report about them. Now Israel loved Joseph more than any of his other sons, because he had been born to him in his old age, and he made a richly ornamented robe for him. When his brothers saw that their father loved him more than any of them, they hated him and could not speak a kind word to him. Joseph had a dream. And when he told it to his brothers, they hated him all the more. He said to them, Listen to this dream I had. We were binding sheaves of grain out in the field, when suddenly my sheaf rose and stood upright, while your sheaves gathered around mine and bowed down to it. His brothers said to him, Do you intend to reign over us? Will you actually rule us? And they hated him all the more because of his dream and what he had said. Then he had another dream, and he told it to his brothers. Listen, he said, I had another dream, and this time the sun and moon and eleven stars were bowing down to me. When he told his father as well as his brothers, his father rebuked him and said, What is this dream you had? Will your mother and I and your brothers actually come and bow down to the ground before you? His brothers were jealous of him, but his father kept the matter in mind. Now his brothers had gone to graze their father's flocks near Shechem, and Israel said to Joseph, As you know, your brothers are grazing the flocks near Shechem. Come, I am going to send you to them. Very well, he replied. So he said to him, Go and see if all is well with your brothers and with the flocks, and bring word back to me. Then he sent him off from the valley of Hebron. When Joseph arrived at Shechem, a man found him wandering around in the fields and asked him, What are you looking for? He replied, I am looking for my brothers. Can you tell me where they are grazing their flocks? They have moved on from here, the man answered. I heard them say, Let's go to Dothan. So Joseph went after his brothers and found them near Dothan. But they saw him in the distance, and before he reached them, they plotted to kill him. Here comes that dreamer, they said to each other. Come now, let's kill him and throw him into one of these cisterns and say that a ferocious animal devoured him. Then we'll see what comes of his dreams. When Reuben heard this, he tried to rescue him from their hands. Let's not take his life, he said. Don't shed any blood. Throw him into the cistern here in the desert, but don't lay a hand on him. Reuben said this to rescue him from them and take him back to his father. So when Joseph came to his brothers, they stripped him of his robe, the richly ornamented robe he was wearing, and they took him and threw him into the cistern. Now the cistern was empty. There was no water in it. As they sat down to eat their meal, 
They looked up and saw a caravan of Ishmaelites coming from Gilead. Their camels were loaded with spices, balm, and myrrh, and they were on their way to take them down to Egypt. Judah said to his brothers, What will we gain if we kill our brother and cover up his blood? Come, let's sell him to the Ishmaelites and not lay our hands on him. After all, he is our brother, our own flesh and blood. His brothers agreed. So when the Midianite merchants came by, his brothers pulled Joseph out of the cistern and sold him for twenty shekels of silver to the Ishmaelites who took him to Egypt. When Reuben returned to the cistern and saw that Joseph was not there, he tore his clothes, went back to his brothers, and said, The boy isn't here. Where can I turn now? Then they got Joseph's robe, slaughtered a goat, and dipped the robe in the blood. They took the ornamented robe back to their father and said, We found this. Examine it to see whether it is your son's robe. He recognized it and said, It is my son's robe. Some ferocious animal has devoured him. Joseph has surely been torn to pieces. Then Jacob tore his clothes, put on sackcloth, and mourned for his son many days. All his sons and daughters came to comfort him, but he refused to be comforted. No, he said, in mourning will I go down to the grave to my son. So his father wept for him. Meanwhile, the Midianites sold Joseph in Egypt to Potiphar, one of Pharaoh's officials, the captain of the guard. Now, we start out this chapter with a reminder that uh, Jacob lived in the land of Canaan. Notice verse 1. Now, Jacob lived in the land where his father had sojourned in the land of Canaan. Now, while Joseph and his brothers are at work pasturing the flock, he brings a bad report back to Jacob. Notice verse 2. These are the records of the generation of Jacob. Joseph, when 17 years of age, was pasturing the flock with his brothers while he was still a youth, along with the sons of Bila and the sons of Zilpha, his father's wives. And Joseph brought back a bad report about them to his father. Uh, okay, now, uh, I don't know what the report was. Maybe, you know, it was that his brothers were slacking off on the job. It doesn't actually say, it just says he brings back a bad report. Now, Jacob loved Joseph and made it no secret. Notice, uh, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Jacob's 10 brothers, on the other hand, uh, made it no secret that they did not like Joseph. Uh, notice verses 3 and 4. Now, Israel loved Joseph more than all his sons because he was the son of his old age and he made him a very colored tunic. And his brothers saw that their father loved him more than all his brothers. So they hated him and could not speak to him on friendly terms. So uh, some of this you could say is on Jacob because he made it no secret uh, how much he loved Joseph now. It's like I've always said about parents. It doesn't mean that he does he did not love his other uh, sons and his daughter, but he had a special uh, feeling towards Joseph. And as it says, it could more likely be because Joseph was the son of his old age. Now, uh, Joseph has a dream. Notice verse five. Then Joseph had a dream. 
And when he told it to his brothers, they hated him even more. And what was Joseph's dream? Verses six and seven. And he said to them, please listen to this dream which I have had. For behold, we were binding sheaves in the field. And lo, my sheaf rose up and also stood erect. And behold, your sheaves gathered around and bowed down to my sheaf. So Joseph shares the dream with his brothers. Now, Joseph's dream made his brothers hate him more. Notice verse 8. Then his brothers said to him, are you actually going to reign over us? Or are you really going to rule over us? So they hated him even more for his dreams and for his words. Now, uh, after this, Joseph had another dream. Verses 9 and 10 say, Now he, he being Joseph, had still another dream and related it to his brothers and said, Lo, I have had still another dream. And behold, the sun and the moon and the eleven stars were bowing down to me. And he related it to his father and to his brothers. And his father rebuked him and said to him, What is this dream that you have had? Shall I and your mother and your brothers actually come to bow ourselves down before you to the ground? Now, uh, I have always been curious why Joseph felt the need uh, to share these dreams. Uh, was he puffed up about them or was uh, he relating these dreams innocently? Uh, it's hard to tell you know Joseph could have been a little uh, snobby kid and he could have been trying to rub this in his brother's face and even you know uh, up to his his parents but only God knows the heart his his intentions could have been innocent now Jacob's and Jacob and his sons had different feelings about Joseph's uh, dreams notice verse 11 and his brothers were jealous of him but his father kept the saying in mind now uh his brothers uh, were very envious of these dreams and hated Joseph all the more. But Jacob kept these things in the back of his mind. Maybe he really believed Joseph would rule someday. Now, uh, Israel sends Joseph to check up on his brothers and bring back a report on how they are doing. Let's look at verses 12 through 17. Then his brothers went to pasture their flocks, their father's flock in Shechem. And Israel said to Joseph, are not your brothers pasturing the flock in Shechem? Come, and I will send you to them. And he said to him, I will go. Then he said to him, go now and see about the welfare of your brothers and the welfare of the flock and bring word back to me. So he sent him from the valley of Hebron and he came to Shechem. And a man found him and behold, he was wandering in the field. And the man asked him, what are you looking for? And he said, I am looking for my brothers. Please tell me where they are pasturing the flock. Then the man said, they have moved from here, for I heard them say, let us go to Dothan. So Joseph went after his brothers and found them at Dothan. Now, uh, Joseph came from uh, Hebron, which is west of the Dead Sea, to Shechem, which is just south of Samaria. Now, uh, I couldn't figure out the miles from Hebron to Shechem, but the distance from Shechem to Dothan is 13 miles. Uh, let's look at verse 17 again. Then the man said, they have moved from here, for I heard them say, let us go to Dothan. So, uh, Joseph had traveled, you know, some way to reach his brothers. When the brothers caught sight of Joseph, they began to plot. Notice verses 18 and 19. When they saw him from a distance, 
and before he came close to them, they plotted against him to put him to death. And they said to one another, here comes this dreamer. Uh, I am not sure how much time, you know, has passed, but Joseph's brothers are still bitter with him over his dreams. Now, the brothers discuss how they will get rid of Joseph. Notice verse 20. Now then, come and let us kill him and throw him into one of the pits, and we will say a wild beast devoured him. Then let us see what will become of his dreams. Now, Reuben has compassion on Joseph and instructs the other brothers uh, to not go through with their other course of action. Uh, look at verses 21 and 22. But Reuben heard this and rescued him out of their hands and said, let us not take his life. Reuben further said to them, shed no blood, throw him into this pit that is in the wilderness, but do not lay hands on him that uh, he that he might rescue him out of their hands to restore him to his father. Now, glory to God that Reuben spoke up because the other brothers, uh, the other nine brothers uh, definitely had bad intentions for Joseph, but at least Reuben spoke up. Now, uh, the boys throw Joseph into the pit. Notice verses 23 and 24. So it came about when Joseph reached his brothers that they stripped Joseph of his tunic, the very colored tunic that was on him. And they took him and threw him into the pit. Now, the pit was empty uh, without any water in it. So while Joseph is in the pit, uh, a caravan approached. Judah has a better ideal than to kill Joseph. Uh, notice verses 25 through 27. They sat down to eat a meal, and as they raised their eyes and looked, behold, a caravan of Ishmaelites was coming from Gilead with their camels bearing aromatic gum and balm and myrrh on their way to bring them down to Egypt. Uh, Judah said to his brothers what profit is it for us to kill our brother and cover up his blood come and let us sell him to the Ishmaelites and not lay our hands on him for he is our brother our own flesh and his brothers listen to him now uh, first Reuben speaks and tells his brother brothers not to kill Joseph and now Judah has followed lead so now at least two of his brothers said now they're not going to take him home but at least two of his brothers have said hey at least let's let's not kill him i mean he is our brother now joseph's brothers sell him to the midianite traders in verse 28 it says that some midianite traders passed by so they pulled him up and lifted joseph out of the pit and sold him to the ishmaelites for 20 shekels of silver thus they uh brought joseph into egypt now, Reuben returns to save Joseph only to find he is not there. Remember earlier, Reuben said that they should throw him in the pit, but he only said that so he could rescue him later. Verse 29, now Reuben returned to the pit and behold, Joseph was not in the pit, so he tore his garments. Remember, that's what they did in that time when they, when they mourned. Now, Reuben tells uh, the other brothers that Joseph is gone and instead of telling Reuben what they did, they devise a cover-up. Look at verses 30 through 32. And he returned to his brothers and said, the boy is not there. As for me, where am I to go? So they took Joseph's tunic and slaughtered a male goat and dipped the tunic in the blood. And they sent the very colored tunic and brought it to their father and said, we found this. Please examine it to see whether it is your son's tunic or not. Now, Jacob tells his children that the tunic is Joseph's. Verses 33 and 34. Then he examined it and said, 
This is uh, Jacob talking. It is my son's tunic. A wild beast has devoured him. Joseph has surely been torn to pieces. So Jacob tore his clothes and put sackcloth on his loins and mourned for his son many days. Uh, and we see next that Jacob is inconsolable. In verse 35, it reads, Then all his sons and his daughters arose to comfort him, but he refused to be comforted. And he said, Surely I will go down to Sheol in mourning for my son. So his father wept for him. Uh, now, uh, Jacob said he would go to Sheol, Hebrew 7585, which means the underworld or grave. Now, now it's hard for me to understand how the nine sons could watch their father in so much agony and not tell him the truth. You know, I had always wondered that uh, Reuben apparently doesn't know that Joseph is still alive and they sold him to the Ishmaelite traders. But it kind of I always kind of wondered how could the other nine brothers who knew that he was alive, but they sold him just watch their father in so much agony over his son. But uh, so so it is now uh, Joseph arrives in Egypt verse 36 meanwhile the Midianites sold him in Egypt to Potiphar Pharaoh's officer the captain of the bodyguard now this right here is more proof that the Bible is not set up necessarily to give time frames in other words it, it doesn't necessarily tell you uh uh, time frame from one point to another now uh what i mean is is this uh, when we read something when we read that something has happened okay like this we immediately think it happened right then so in other words they're consoling jacob and it says then the next verse says joseph is in egypt we seem to think that it happened right then so uh when it says meanwhile some may think that uh think that this as uh as his children were consoling him, him being Jacob, that Joseph at that very moment was sold in Egypt. Uh, but that was uh, not the case as uh, from the distance from Dothan to Egypt is about 240 to 280 miles. And you have to remember, uh, they didn't travel by car in this time. They didn't travel by airplane. They traveled in a caravan. And uh, as you remember, they were traveling with camels. So more than likely you had camels or uh, mules or, or whatever, more likely just camels, probably pulling cages or whatever. And the people and the items they picked up were in in these things so you have to understand this was a long trip so when verse uh 35 says that jacob was unconsolable and then it goes right into 36 and says meanwhile the meanwhile sold him uh in in uh egypt to potiphar you have to remember this is not happening at exactly the same time if you're traveling by camel more than likely this was months later this trip probably took a probably took a long time to get there. All right, that brings us to the end of Genesis chapter thirty-seven. Thanks for listening, and God bless.